Hi, I'm Wendy Hobbs, and welcome to Knowledge Counts, a podcast of the Canadian Institute of Quantity Surveyors. Today we're speaking with Jerry McCabe about the future of quantity surveying in Canada. Jerry, how has being a quantity surveyor changed over the years, and where do you see the industry going? So how the industry has changed. It's interesting because when I came to Canada in 1986, started working here, I was a graduate quality surveyor from um, a university in Ireland. And the industry here was quite a bit different from what was the traditional quality surveyor in Ireland and the UK and other parts of the British Commonwealth at that time. There was no such thing as the Bill of Quantities here. Um, Now, there's no such thing as a Bill of Quantities there now either. The industry's evolved. But when, when we were here, the industry was typically cost estimating, cost consulting, preparing estimates in the in the pre-contract stage of, of design and, and construction. Um, and I've seen over the last 30-odd years the industry changing quite a bit. First of all, it's become a lot more recognized as a, a valued profession in the industry. But the the role of the quantity surveyor or the cost consultant or the cost manager is changing. Um, and, you know, as the industry is becoming a lot more um, complex, projects are getting a lot larger, a lot more complicated, clients are becoming a lot more demanding of their professional service providers. And I think the, and as we move into, uh, you know, a technological age and a lot more uh, te- technology and, and um, uh, digital infrastructure, the role of, the traditional role of the quantity surveyor of preparing quantities from drawings is eventually going to become um, obsolete. Technology already exists uh, where estimates can be prepared, you know, almost digitally, automatically from, from, from BIM and, and using data and data analytics to prepare cost estimates. Um, but I think the understanding of those core, those core skills of understanding what is a cost estimate, how do you prepare a cost estimate, how do you prepare a construction schedule, uh, how do you apply the logic of those core services will always be required, I think, um, However, I think over time they will be become uh, more uh, delivered primarily through technology, and the role of the quantity surveyor or the cost consultant or the project manager even will be elevated to a more strategic role. I, I think clients are looking for a lot more added value than just you know the preparation of a detailed cost estimate or the preparation of a schedule. Uh, a client now wants more analysis, more forward thinking, a more application of that information to drive value into their project. Um, and the clients are now looking for not just, you know, the delivery of an estimate or the delivery of a, of a building for that matter. They're looking for what is the whole life cycle of a building. So not just about how to set up a program initially at the outset of a program, setting program for success. Uh, that will meet the the operating model and the plan for that client, but also delivering a building that that will optimize and uh, optimize value 
um, looking at the whole life performance of a building, the asset management of a, of a, of a facility. So setting up a building, setting up a project to deliver a, an asset, thinking about its whole life is where client, I, we see clients going and, and programs going. And I think, um, so that's more than just the, the, the delivery aspect of a building. It's thinking of, of assets as a, from, a, from a whole life perspective. Um, so I think the, where is the industry going? Um, it's becoming more complex. Programs are becoming much larger. Uh, clients are looking for a lot more value. Um, and I think our industry uh, needs to be a lot more nimble around that. I think we are, we're, we're well positioned um, as a profession. Um, you know, we've been described as neither fish nor fowl. We're neither, we're neither contractors or designers or lawyers or accountants, but we have all of those skills. Um, and being able to package all of that into um, the delivery of a service is, is I think, what, what really um, you know, differentiates the role of the quantity surveyor or the cost consultant or the cost manager or the project controls consultant or whatever you want to call that individual. It's a key role. Um, you know, no matter what project is being thought of or delivered, cost, time, risk, um, value are all critical to the success of those projects. And I think this profession is well, well positioned to, to deliver those, to deliver that service. Have the core skills changed for quantity surveyors? The core skills have not changed. I think understanding what is important when it comes to capital investment is still pretty fundamental. And whether that's you know, how many bricks are there in this building or, you know, what is the cost of the mechanical system or um, what will it cost to run the building when the building's complete? How long will it take to build it? I mean, all of those, those are all fundamental skills for, for uh, any professional who is involved in the delivery of capital projects. And, but, but I think it, you know, the, where the profession is going is being able to take those fundamental skills and then apply them at a strategic level and because again eventually we will have technology that will um, deliver the the measurement and the pricing and the scheduling we have even now we're using drones to do site visits to me- to measure uh, you know how much work has been completed on the site like you know through artificial intelligence and through BIM and through data analytics, uh, all of that work can be done probably a whole lot more accurately than any human can do it. But being able to understand how that information is put together and how you apply that information at a strategic level to add value to the client, I think will never change. I think that is always going to be there. Someone said, one of our technology guys has this saying that robots need people. So no matter how technologically advanced we get, people are still going to be a fundamental component to delivery of really anything. So, but I think the skill, the fund, understanding the fundamental skills are still very important. What technologies do you see making an impactful change to quantity surveying? Right now, I'd say BIM information modeling is probably the most impactful right now. You know, it, it, 
it's it's not as prevalent here in Canada as we are seeing it used in other parts of the world, like the UK. It's it's almost standard practice now that every project, every building begins with a model, and the model is used to do everything from you know measurement to estimating to supply chain management um, to asset management. So that is coming. If it's already here, it's it, it's it's being used a whole lot more with. Uh, within the construction industry, um, design firms, architects, engineers are now using it. Um, there's still a fair amount of work to be done from the client side, I think, to understand how to use information modeling to provide a lot more value for, for the client. And I think that's coming also. I mentioned drones earlier, so we're using drones already. We're using you know iPhones and laptops to, to measure on site. We're using 3D imaging. We're using 3D modeling. So all of that is being used right now. It's not being used across the board, but we're using it right now. And then I think eventually artificial intelligence um, and AI will, will be the next sort of level of of hard technology will have a direct impact and disruption on how traditional projects are delivered. What is the role of a quantity surveyor in BIM? Well, I think first understanding how the model is 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 built and what you want to use that information for. And I think, you know, the more that debate happens early on, you can then establish how to build that model that will provide the the building owner or the design team or the contractor with a single set of information, you know, the, the, the single source of truth, if you like. And I think by f- being able to feed into that from the design um, and, and applying, you know, cost information, schedule information, uh, whole life costing information, how to, how to use the BIM model to manage the asset once the project is finished, how that information in through the life of the the maintenance and operation of the facility feeds back into the design of future buildings is 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 key so i think how does the how do we as cost consultants quality surveyors project managers i think it's it's just really understanding how you know what the basis of the model what what is it you want that information to provide through the life not just through the design or not just through the construction of the facility, but through this whole life. How do you see the profession of quantity surveying diversifying? I mean, diversity is a critical component of the success of any business going forward. And it's not just quantity surveying. I think the construction industry in general is probably further behind most other industries with respect to diversity and I think that needs to change. Um, I think it is changing. I think we need to accelerate that change. Um, I think as sort of leaders in the industry, we have to promote and we are promoting the the pace at which that diversity occurs. And it is a challenge. You know, when I graduated in 1986, 85, there were no women in my class. But, if, but it is a sh- it's reassuring for me when I go into uh, universities and colleges the, the the proportion of of women and and the, the the diversity of the classroom really does start to reflect our society and I mean the good news is we, we live in Canada and and Canada is a very diverse society and I think we're starting to see 
that reflected in uh, the graduates that we're certainly the graduates we're bringing into our business. And then we, what we need to do as 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 leaders of our business, we have to make sure that um, those people, those women, um, have the opportunities to grow and develop um, and optimize their potential in our business. And we need to make sure that we take away any barriers there may be that could get in the way of that. And it's not easy. It's 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 a it's going to be a, a, it's not going to happen overnight. But we we know that uh, young women coming into our business need to see their face at at the director table, at the leadership table, and that's not there yet. You know, in our business, we have probably just under forty percent of our business is female, but the leadership is not. It still reflects that old guard that you were talking about. But that's that's going to change. And all we can do now is make sure that everyone in our business has has the opportunity to has the same opportunity that there is no uh, there are no barriers in the way that everyone's voice is is considered equal and it's you know this isn't just about this isn't affirmative action it's not just about um, you know diversity this is about good business this is good business practice it's reports have been written over and over and over again that there's no doubt that when you strike a better balance at your boardroom or within your teams, when there's diversity uh, across all the, across the business, you have a better business. You have a more profitable business. We want to achieve. So, as as a business leader and as a, as, as someone who's responsible for generating uh, revenue and profit, I want to make sure that we have all of the tools that we have to do that. And and creating a better balance in our business is is fundamental to it. Strangely, one of the demographics we see underrepresented in quantity surveying in Canada is Canadian-born quantity surveyors. What do you see as some of the barriers to having Canadian-born quantity surveyors, and how can we deal with those barriers? So I think you're right. I mean, there are um, there is still a large proportion of, of people in, in our industry who are from um, other parts of the Commonwealth, primarily Britain, Ireland, Scotland, you know, Australia, South America, South Africa. But again, I have seen that change. I've been I've been working in this industry in Canada since 1986, and it is it is a completely different picture today than it was back then. How do we how do we affect that? How do we accelerate that change? I think you know institutions like SATE and other institutions across the country are doing a great job in developing curricula that is applicable to our industry, and so. That's that's the fundamental to that starting point is to bring bring in students, who and and give them the training necessary to get out and into industry. I can tell you that, in our business, our business has grown significantly in Canada in the last ten years. Ten years ago, uh, we were forty people. Now we're one hundred and eighty people across Canada. It's growing exponentially. The issue for us, what's preventing our growth, isn't necessarily the market. Uh, the market is there. The opportunities are there. The pipeline is there. The one thing that's holding us back is capability and resources. So there are there are massive opportunities uh, in Canada, in North America, for graduates coming out with the right skill sets around what we talked about: project controls, cost management, cost consulting, etc. There there are so there's so much work there 
that we, as, as an industry leader, we are looking to bring in graduates into our business. And so I think that, you know, I think time, again, will tell. It, it, is, it isn't going to happen just overnight. But I think that as those, as those graduates come out into the industry, prove themselves to be completely capable of delivering, uh, adding value and, um, and, and driving the industry forward, then that that will be that will just help build the the reputation of the profession. There, you know, when you look at it now, I, mean, I, I joke with my wife who's Canadian. We've been married for many many years. She still doesn't know what I, what is a quantity surveyor. She's got no idea what that is. Uh, but here we are. You know, it is a profession. Um, there's many successful organizations across this country doing great work, delivering and make and helping to deliver great projects. Um, and so it's a great career. Uh, I, 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 to be honest, I'm not sure why more people aren't really going into it. And I think that's that is a that's a that's a marketing exercise that I think the institution the institute has to do. But you know, it's it's a great career. It's be, I, I've really enjoyed it. I love the profession. Um, and I think any young graduate coming into our business, uh, I can see it. I met with four of them this morning in our Calgary office. They are they, they are absolutely geared towards uh, you know building a profession, building a, a a career in in this profession. So that's exciting. What should a new person entering the industry be aware of about being a quantity surveyor? Well, I think getting the proper education and training is useful. Any young graduate coming out, what do I look for in a graduate? I look for passion. So I, I mean, in anything you do in life, if you're passionate about what you do, you're going to succeed. So being passionate about what you do, do what you love, um, is really important because uh, you're doing it for a long time. <laughs> so you really do want to make sure you enjoy what you're doing. I think I w- I'm looking for initiative. We, in our business, when we bring graduates in, we want our graduates to lean into the business. I, I want them to show initiative. I don't want them to be sitting waiting for someone to ask them to do something. I want them to come up and show some, be proactive, um, show initiative, get engaged, ask questions, don't be afraid to fail. Like, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Everyone makes mistakes. You learn by them. Ask lots of questions. Get involved. You know, all put all of those together, uh, and you will succeed. And it's hard work. You know, there's you also have to be prepared to work hard. It, we're this is a a, a service industry. Um, you're going to be dealing with people um, on every side, whether they're your colleagues or your clients. And you need to be able to deal with people with respect and, you know, always look to, you know, add value really is, is the key. And, I, you know, I think if, if uh, you know, and I also tell our graduate, we can't teach common sense. You just apply common sense um, to anything you do and, and, and you really can't go wrong. So, um, so, I mean, all of that together, and you're right, it depends on, on what stage, the stage you're at and, and where you're coming in. But initiative, uh, be proactive, ask lots of questions, and, and show some common sense. How can more established quantity surveyors prepare for the changes that are happening in the industry? For the established professional, I mean, I think embrace technology. Um, it's, it's, it's coming. Um, you've got a lot to contribute to that, I mean, technology by itself doesn't really do anything. So, but embrace it, understand it, um, don't be afraid of it. Um, I think for the established professional, 
you know, by this point in time, you figured out, you know, what you are a subject matter expert in, whether it's instilled delivery and some people just want to continue to deliver and, and others want to um, get into more of a management role, you know, working on more strategic roles. But I think the and also, you know, our business is about people. So there's always a role for established professionals in helping to mentor and guide the young people we just talked about. So, I mean, that's all, again, within our business, we make sure that there's a lot of uh, training that happens on the job, mentoring that happens. We want those skills, those core skills passed along to our to our graduates and our young people. So, I, I you know, I think that, again, anyone who's a seasoned professional in this industry right now with the experience is probably very busy right now working on projects that are that they've probably chosen to work on i mean there, there's so much work here in canada right now so many large programs where where the those skills are still very valuable but again i think the you know the the development of sort of the digital age technology is is coming and i think we need to be able to adapt to that and use that and not not uh not worry too much, not be, not be afraid of it. Going forward, how can we encourage capable people to go into the quantity surveying profession? I mean, you bring up a good point about um, industry um, promoting the development of, of the people that they want to, that industry will want to hire ultimately coming out of colleges and universities. I don't think industry does enough. I think that whether it's the CIQS or the RICS or the AACE or whatever those professional bodies are, I you know I think that there's still a lot more room for those industries and for some of the leading organizations in the country to promote uh, and interface with the colleges and universities to promote curricula that will help develop young graduates coming out. Because again, every everyone in in all of my competitors, anyone I work with in the industry, whether they're on the construction side of the industry or the professional services side, will tell you that developing capability, bringing in capability, resource, capable resource, is the single limiting factor to our growth. Therefore, I think there needs to be a way of closing that loop to make sure that we're actually investing in that and bringing those people in. And I'm not quite sure we, we've done that well yet. I know there's progress being made. Certainly, it's completely different from what it was 25 years ago, but it's. I think there's still room there. I think the. also, having said that, young graduates coming out, it isn't, isn't really just about understanding the theory and technical side of what we do. You know, I think there, there needs to be, you know, it's always good to have young people who are confident in front of their co-workers, in front of clients, how they can present themselves, how they can construct a sentence, write a letter, not be, not be so worried about picking up the phone and actually speaking to a client as opposed to texting or emailing a client. I see in, a, in our industry, we're providing professional service. It is about human contact. We, we need to engage with clients at a human level to be able to gain their trust. So how we, and I've seen it really in, in this generation more so than before, where we aren't 
communicating as directly as we should. The communication is always indirect or, you know, or a large proportion of the communication is indirect. And I don't think that helps building a profession. I don't think it helps engaging with a client. I don't think it helps building that trust that, that you have to build with a client. Um, it's far better to pick up the phone, speak to someone, go have a coffee, meet the someone, you know. So I think if there was part of the curriculum that was missing, it's probably that. And I, I don't know, I mean, you know, I don't know how the educators would deal with that. But I think that's something that when we see graduates come in, they may be technically, you know, they're technically great, but there's this building of confidence, how they can sit in front of a, a, a client or, or even a coworker and express their opinion. Has the balance between hard skills and soft skills changed in the industry? It will. It is shifting, and it's, it's shifting because of technology. Technology can do a lot of those technical things that, you know, once we needed slide rules for um, and, and calculators. And really now it is about, you know, as, as technology plays a much larger role in, in our industry and how we deliver our product, the key then is for us as professionals to be able to deliver that product, to use that product at a strategic level with their clients. And that requires, you know, human interaction. You need to be able to understand your client. You need to be able to engage with the client. And that's at the client level. Then there's your coworkers and there's working within a team. Um, usually, you know, our industry can be stressful at times and, you know, there's deadlines to meet and, and you know, it, clients are more demanding and, and, and everything else. I think it's important that people are, uh, you know, can understand how to deal with people. Pe- people, I mean, our industry, our business doesn't exist without people. People is it's the most important component of any business, and um, I think therefore to be successful in business, you need to be able to, you need to have those soft skills, and and I think you know we've the curricula that are developed and. And when we bring people in, we're not necessarily just we're bringing them in because of their technical capability. Sometimes it's not not necessarily about you know how they interact. But we we look at that now. We are very keen on making sure that we bring people in who are the right fit, and that the really sometimes doesn't even mean that they've got the technical qualifications. But if they've got common sense and they have initiative, and they're prepared to work hard, you know you can teach any you know people can learn anything. You can't teach common sense. Thanks to Jerry McCabe for sharing his insight into the future of quantity surveying. For Knowledge Counts, I'm Wendy Hobbs.